Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. Pure, unadulterated Pompey. When you come from Portsmouth and live in Portsmouth, you grow up wanting to play for Portsmouth. If I can lead the boys to success and lead the team out, that would be a real dream come true. Action and reaction. Such a massive club. I'm so, so happy to be a part of this, this journey and hopefully get this club to the next level and where it wants to be. Giving Pompey fans a voice. That's what makes this football club so special is the fans. I'm not a Portsmouth fan, but I'm an adopted one now. I love this football club. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a lot long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the championship. Pompey's next League One fixture is just around the corner and they go into it off the back of two incredible away victories. John Messina saying, go, go, go. Kamara, right wing. Only one option in the middle. Rafferty this time is on the overlap. Rafferty is fed. Rafferty square across and the ball's in the bottom corner. Robertson. And Alex Robertson is his first goal for Portsmouth. And Pompey with Robertson just outside the corner of the area and a ball to Lane and Lane's got a chance in the penalty area and Lane makes it 3-0 to Portsmouth. He had all day to bring it down, pick his spot and he wasn't going to miss. Puts it past the goalkeeper. We'll revisit what has been a fantastic response to the Blackpool defeat almost a fortnight ago now, as well as much, much more on the show over the course of the next hour, including a chat with Colin Farmery, who is heading the Pompey 125 celebration campaign, as well as his wife, Di, chair of the Portsmouth Philharmonic Orchestra. On Sunday, they'll be performing a special Pompey overture in aid of the Pompey in the community. And Di has been speaking to us about why they have decided to put this on for the fans to enjoy. Pompey in the community was always a local charity, a local good cause that I had in mind. And then it seemed to make sense that to actually tie in with the 125th anniversary. There are also two huge games to look forward to. Firstly, the Pompey women have a South Coast derby to prepare for. Goalkeeper and captain Hannah Horton will be on to preview Sunday's clash with Southampton. We can't deny it, we are the underdogs going into this. There's no pressure on us whatsoever, but the feeling amongst all the girls, all the coaching staff is that we're going into this game ready to win. We'll also catch up with head coach Jay Sadler ahead of his side's FA Cup third round encounter at Wesley Park. We understand the challenges that lie ahead, but this group have a real belief about them and there's a lot of quality and we want to go and put on a performance that'll excite the fans and that'll make them proud. And on Monday night, Portsmouth men return to action for a top-of-the-table clash with Bolton Wanderers Fratton Park. John Massinho has been looking ahead to what will likely be the Blues' toughest test of the season so far. Going into it in, in good form and obviously Bolton are in terrific form as well and that's what I think everybody wants to see, two sides at the top of the league um, sort of battling it out. You're listening to Express FM and this... It's the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Hello, good evening and happy Friday. I hope you're well and have had a good week. Thank you for tuning in here to Express FM, where between now and 7 o'clock you're locked in to the Football Hour and we've got plenty of Blues talk to get through tonight. Later on, you can look forward to school days with Steve Randall from 7 through till 9 and then Hipshaker to ramp up the build-up to the weekend. But let's take you straight 
into the footy stuff first, though, with two massive games to look ahead to over the next few days. And we begin the show tonight by recapping the events of the men's last two fixtures. After being defeated for the first time this season at home to Blackpool on November 24th, John Massinio's side surrendered top spot in League One to Bolton Wanderers, who on that day were victorious by seven goals to nil over Exeter City. Following that, the Blues had back-to-back away games at Burton and Northampton to look forward to, with a golden opportunity represented to bounce back from that tangerine nightmare and take back their position at the summit. The Brewers of Burton were first up, and as it always seems to be lately, it was a midweek trip to the Pirelli Stadium for Pompey. One thing that we want to do is not be reactive, which is really, really important, so we don't want to come in after him and start thinking about an overreaction because we've done a lot of good things this season, and, uh, you know, we just want to keep going on the the same uh, path that we've been travelling on already, and um, and I think if we do that, if we do more of the positive things than the negatives that we've been doing over the past few weeks, then we'll be absolutely fine. Burton have it, and they're driving towards the penalty area. There's danger here for Barton, hit one. Norris palms away and Rafferty with his knee can only clear it out the penalty area chance for Burton to cross it from the left goes back Seddon we know what a left foot he's got into the near post and it's gone past everybody Braggart to the right hand side now Pompey driving forward what can they make here looking into the area to Kamara who goes to the ground and Pompey are going to have a penalty it's a sloppy challenge from Burton Bishop sets forward and scores rolls it to the goalkeeper's left Crokem goes to his right and 38 minutes have gone Colby Bishop got 11 for the season and the referee Scott Oldham will blow the whistle and Colby Bishop is hobbling as he comes off and that is a worry for Portsmouth fans and we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen on that one Cassini Yengi is out Colby Bishop off for Pompey cross to come into the Portsmouth penalty area free kick whipped in good delivery stop turn straight the goalkeeper John Messina saying go 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 Kamara right wing only one option in the middle Rafferty this time is on the overlap Rafferty is fed Rafferty square across and the ball's in the bottom corner and Alex Robertson is his first goal for Portsmouth it's Burton Albion nil Pompey two oh Kamara's away for Pompey down the right from Sadie's pass what can Kamara do into the Burton penalty area Kamara and the challenge comes Kamara's still there still going and then cleared off the line the inevitable whistle has come and gone and Portsmouth have gone back to winning ways it's kind of a big weight off my shoulders because I've been wanting that and working for that since I first come well we're playing nonetheless we've got the, a referee who wants to get a game on which is a good thing corner kick to come in leoparded in swinger towards the far post Ragger's header is into the back of the net you do not leave Sean Raggett all alone from a corner he'll punish you every time Raggett is just not going to miss from there and he nods it easily down past the goalkeeper and then it's lost by Northampton and Yengi's in with a chance here and he's round the goalkeeper and Yengi's hit the bar believe it still there for Pompey Kamara chance to get across it with his left foot lays it off for Rafferty Rafferty whips a good delivery to the far post charge for Yegi again and he can't get the second shot away it's still only 1-0 Shocknessy heads it forward Pompey things might open up down the left for Lane and Lane trying to get in behind here and Paddy Lane plays it over the goalkeeper and Paddy Lane's effort is into the back of the net and Lane will go and celebrate with the away fans it's a really really well marked goal people around us are stood up applauding it Pompey double their lead Northampton nil Portsmouth 2 and Pompey with Robertson just outside the corner of the area and a ball to Lane and Lane's got a chance in the penalty area and Lane makes it 3-0 to Portsmouth he had all day to bring it down pick his spot and he wasn't going to miss 
puts it past the goalkeeper. And early in the second half, it's Northampton Town nil, Portsmouth 3. And Portsmouth have got the job done at Sixfields this afternoon. They go back to the top of the table and they go back with a very comfortable and well-deserved 3-0 victory. It's a lovely day if you're a Portsmouth player. We wanted to bounce back from the disappointment of last week. We earned the right, I think, in the second half to play some of the football we did. It was a pleasure to watch at times. My only criticism being that we didn't put the game further out of sight. Just for reaction we were hoping for then as the Blues reclaimed top spot in League One with two wins in the space of four days. They're now three points ahead of Bolton in second. However, the Trotters have played one game fewer. Later on, we'll take a look ahead to Sunday's FA Cup meeting with Southampton for the Pompey women, as well as, of course, Monday's top of the table clash with Bolton Wanderers for the men. But first and foremost, let's welcome in my two studio guests for this evening's conversation and delighted to say joining us once again on the Football Hour is Director of the Pompey women, Eric Cole. Eric, a very good evening, sir. Good evening, Jake. And alongside myself and Eric, Andrew Barney Barnard from 4 0 written all over it. Barney, great to have you on the show. Cheers, Remy, again, Jake. Let's um, start off then, of course, with the, a bit of a recap from the previous two matches, then, Barney. Um, Burton and Northampton away. Um, quite frankly, John Massino's side needed a reaction from that Blackpool game, a 4 0 defeat at Fratton Park on November 24th, the first of the season. And we got one. Yeah, uh, fantastic bounce back, two away wins, two clean sheets. Um, the performance at Northampton was fantastic, probably one of the best I've seen, if not the best away performance I've seen from one of his teams. Um, you know, after comprehensively being outplayed by Blackpool, mm. it's what we needed. Simple as that. We just needed to show some fight, show some some strength, and kind of like we've done a lot through the season in a game where we've gone behind and come back, we've then done that, you know following a loss for the first time yeah we have and um, quite frankly Eric it's something that we've been I, I guess in some respect looking forward to seeing what kind of reaction this side would give after that first defeat was inevitably going to come Pompey were never going to go the entire campaign unbeaten to then go to Burton away on a Tuesday night then four days later Northampton away uh, on a Saturday score five goals let in none and look as ruthless as they did does that show to you or have you learnt more from that week than perhaps you would have done if Pompey had just carried on winning week in week out I think, yes, from the point of view that um, you all wanted to see what happened. Obviously, once we ha you know, did have a, a, a loss, um, I was quite happy to carry on all season without a loss. Well. But uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, obviously, you, you're going to get one, you know, in controversial circumstances. Let's be fair about it. But there you go. Um, yeah, and you just want to see the response. And um, the response, two away games, two wins. What more could you ask for? Mm. Yeah, that's fantastic stuff. Yeah, brilliant stuff. And Alex Robertson getting his first Pompey goal, his first goal in senior football um, altogether. Barney, how delighted are you for the Manchester City loaning? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to be able to call him a permanent Pompey player. <laughs> and I hope that Man City don't see what he's doing so they don't renew his contract because I'm led to believe his contract expires this summer. Okay. So, you know, hopefully we can manage to retain him when we get promoted. When? Not if. Not, not, if, not when. if, when. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> Could that potentially be something that, you know, Pompey in the Championship, we all, all, of course, dream of Barney, but of course it's looking week by week like a possible reality for, for the Blues next season. If indeed Alex Robertson is out of contract to Man City, do you think we've got more of a chance of signing on, on a permanent if we are in the second division as opposed to not going up? Yeah, I don't think he's got enough um, senior experience maybe to go straight into like a Prem team. I can't see City signing him with an idea of him being like a fringe player or a squad player. He'd be that kind of player that if he was at their 
or in their ranks that he might play you know in like the league cup mm. against the the lesser teams they might play in the champions league that kind of thing but i can't see him being a first teamer yet no um however i think that you're seeing a lot of teams we're playing giving him so much praise um, some of the Northampton fans were saying it was like watching Man City play. <laughs> well, there's no shock when you've got a man running the game who's on loan from Man City yeah. in the middle of the park for us. <laughs> and uh, one, we talked about Alex Robertson getting his first Pompey goal, Eric, and the, the magnitude of goals that Pompey scored in that week. Um, but one real negative, and the only real negative that came from it, was Colby Bishop coming off um, in the midweek victory at Burton Albion with an ankle injury. We've heard from mm. um, John Massino today speaking to Andy Moon, claiming that it's going to be three to four weeks for Bishop um, it, it could have been a lot worse we all know that mm. given injuries to other members of the squad but nonetheless over this Christmas period he's going to be a massive loss to the squad oh absolutely um, you know everybody loves Colby Bishop and, and what he brings to the, to the side but um, he wasn't there at Northampton um, it gives other players a chance and an opportunity to show what they can do uh, and, and as we just heard there you know it was probably one of our best performances of the season so um yeah we're not a one-man team here we're, we're we are a team we are a squad mm. and um i'm sure john has got uh, his, his ideas of, of how to cover this going forward and um, i'm sure that uh, uh, we will you're going to miss colby obviously because of the amount of goals he gives you and everything else but as I say, it gives other players the chance to show what they can do. And if we get, well, say the performance at Northampton was stunning, I think mm. is the only way, you know, way of putting it. Um, I spoke to a Northampton fan who said to me, we didn't play badly. We, 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 we didn't play badly at all. Yeah. It was just the fact that you played so well. You've got to remember, they come off the back of them having won three games on the trot. Yeah, and they beat Blackpool. And they beat Blackpool. Yeah, you know, it's. It, I was thinking, oh, you know, you, this is going to be a hard, hard game. Uh, so, you know, to, to, to come out 3-0, a great performance. Well done, John and the team. Well done. And just finally, Eric, because um, on, on later on tonight's show, we're going to get the pre-match thoughts of Barney ahead of Monday's visit of Bolton to Fratton Park. Um, just very quickly, that game on Monday, you can't mm. help but feel that if Pompey do get that win over the line, go six points clear of Bolton, you beat a side like you know Ian Everts Bolton in this league, and you can't help but feel that actually maybe promotion could be on. And it's very early to think about it, of course, but given given the magnitude of the result that would be. Well, obviously, Jake. Look, every game's got three points on it uh, at the end of the day, and it doesn't matter who you're beating. It's three points. Yes, obviously, it'd be lovely to beat Bolton, and it would be a statement, and and that's fine, but. You don't win the league in December. No. You win it, you know, April, May time is when the, uh, you know, the, the real sort of uh, crunch time comes. Yes, let's get as many points as we can. If we can beat Bolton, fantastic. Mm. Eric, Barney, thank you both for the time being. We're going to get back to you guys again shortly. But first, we take a few minutes to speak to club historian Colin Farmery and his wife, Di, who is chair of the Portsmouth Philharmonic Orchestra. They, on Sunday afternoon, will be composing the Pompey Overture. And Colin and I have been talking to me about exactly what that is. Well, basically, when we organised the 125th or started organising the 125th, one of the steers that we had from the football club is we wanted to touch base with as many different artistic and cultural and 
social stakeholders as we could. So one of the things we uh, we approached the Portsmouth Philharmonic Orchestra with the idea of doing a, a charity concert for Pompey in the community. So primarily the concert is to uh, raise funds for that charity, which does some fantastic work in Portsmouth using using the the, the name of Pompey. But also the the conductor of the orchestra decided that that well it would be a nice thing if he composed a special piece of music to kind of mark the club's 125th. So the the Pompey Overture it's a short piece of music, so it's part of a, a, a wider program which uh, which dies far better qualified than me me to kind of write to talk about. But the, the the Pompey Overture will be a piece of music which tries to reflect a bit about what Portsmouth as a city is, but also will have some refrains which which, which will be familiar to kind of right to Pompey fans in, in in that way. Yeah, great. And Di, as Collins alluded to, could you tell us a bit more about the Portsmouth Philharmonic Group and what this Pompey Overture could entail? Yeah, we um, the the orchestra's been uh, was started in two thousand and nine. Um, and the main reason for starting the orchestra, um, Anne White, um, a local GP, started it after she played um, in a medics orchestra, actually, which raised money, a European medics orchestra that raised money for charity. And she had, had the idea that Portsmouth should be able to support an orchestra who's in its constitution um, raise money for charities and, and mainly local charities that as well. Um, and so for the last, um, well, we're in our 16th season now, um, we've been raising money three times a year for, for charities. And as I say, local charities, things like Rowan's Hospice, local food banks, that kind of thing. Um, and we've raised over £20,000 since since 2009. And gradually, the amount we've been raising as we've got more known has been, has been greater. Um, and so Pompey in the Community was always a local charity, a local good cause that I had in mind. And then it seemed to make sense that um, to actually tie in with the 125th anniversary. Um, and so Hugh, our conductor, um, he's, he's composed other things for us to play as well. Um, so when it was linked with Portsmouth, it just seemed it seemed a good idea to uh, to have something that was Pompey based alongside our, the rest of our program, which is I mean we're playing quite well known other pieces. So we're playing Mendelssohn's Hebrides Overture, um, we're playing Bizet's La Lesienne Suite Number Two, and we're playing Schubert's Fifth Symphony. So it's a sort of a, an accessible program, as I say, with this overture in the middle, um, which which is a premiere. This is a celebration of the club's 125th, and uh, using 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 kind of like your know, classical music in order to 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 be part of that story. Yeah, and uh, and the raffle we've we've got a signed shirt. The club have donated us a signed shirt, which is great. And also we've uh, we've actually got a copy of the of the uh, official 125 book available as well. So there's not many of them around at the moment. So uh, yeah, so so there's a chance to win that in the raffle as well. Yeah, do head to PortsmouthPhilharmonic.org.uk for tickets. That's happening on Sunday afternoon. £10 for adults and uh, company children go for three as well. And the orchestra are inviting you to wear your Pompey 
colours that's happening uh, over in Drayton on Sunday afternoon. After the break, we're going to move on to our huge preview of that's also happening on Sunday afternoon. The Pompey women in FA Cup third round action. They take on none other than Southampton. Those lot down the road heading to Wesley Park for a two o'clock kickoff. And head coach Jay Sadler is not downplaying the magnitude of this match. It's a South Coast derby. Um, let's not beat around the bush. These are two big rivals, two cities that want to get the bragging rights. But to do that, obviously you have to keep your cool when the whistle goes and, and we'll do that. We've got a game plan. We believe we've got the right tools to execute that game plan. And on the day, obviously, we've got to deliver and I believe that these players will do so. Stay tuned. We'll hear the pre-match thoughts of the Blues boss as we build up to Sunday South Coast Derby at Wesley Park. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Welcome back to 93.7 Express FM and the Football Hour, which is brought to you this season by the good people at Stagecoach South, whose app you can download for free from the Apple App or Google Play Store to plan your next journey and prepay for your ticket too. We move on now to the first of our two feature games that we're proud to be covering this weekend here on Express FM. On Sunday afternoon, the Pompey women embark on the next stage of their FA Cup adventure. The third round awaits the Blues, who have finally been rewarded with a home tie in a cup competition. And what a game has been drawn. Southampton are the opponents for Jay Sudler's side, who have been served up with a South Coast derby as their reward for their outstanding displays in the first and second rounds. Over 290 miles travelled, 16 goals scored and only one conceded in the FA they cut this season up to this stage. Pompey beat Fulham by nine goals to one in the first round at Motspur Park before seeing off Ebbsfleet United in the second just under a fortnight ago. And director Eric Colborn is alongside us this evening to look ahead to Sunday's game. Eric, first and foremost, very pleasing. We've got a home tie to look forward to. Yes, thank goodness for that because I didn't think we were ever going to get another home tie in any cup competition. Mm. I can't remember the last time we, we, we actually played at home in a cup competition. It's been a very long time and, uh, yeah, absolutely delighted, obviously, to be at home at Wesley Park uh, and it's going to be fantastic on Sunday. Of course, that first home tie in a very long time coming around. Is it typical, Eric, that it just happens to be against them lot down the road? <laughs> yes, I suppose it is. Um, you, 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 you couldn't write it, could you? As they no. say, um, uh, it seems it seemed inevitable. I don't know why everybody seemed to think that we were going to draw them, and and because we did. Um, but uh, no, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, just looking at my program notes as, as we've been doing here. Um, both managers, I'm sure, will tell you that they, you know, the league is their uh, their priority this season. <laughs> but for the players and supporters, I'm sure yeah. it's this game that will be the one that everybody will want to win. And uh, yeah, it should be a phenomenal match mm. on Sunday. It really should. And, and like you say, look, the, the the league is the bread and butter for for the Pompey women as much as oh. it is for the men as well, and, and potentially any other opponent in the FA Cup. This side that Jay Sadler's drawn up, and we can see by the, the sheer volume of goals they've scored this season, I believe 79 in all competitions, mm. with what, five conceded? 
it, it's it's phenomenal. That's what Chiv tells me anyway. It's it's phenomenal. Um, they've got that winning mentality, and of course they're going to want to win every single match that is put forward in front of them. But you can't help but feel that you know, like you say, if you're going to get knocked out of any cup competition, it could be by anyone in the world, apart from Southampton. <laughs> Uh, yes, I expect they probably think the same um, uh, from their angle. I'm sure they're because they're on a bit of a, um, a slippery slope here. That uh, everyone, I'm sure, uh, you know, all the neutrals and, and their end will think, oh, you know, a team third in the championship, mm. full time professional, um, playing a, an amateur side or semi pro side as we are now this season. Um, there's only going to be one winner in that game. But, um, yes, we've got a group of players that uh, are a great, great squad, great team. Um, we've got some tremendous individual players as well, as people will, will tell you. And, uh, yes, they will give absolutely everything on Sunday to make certain that uh, we get the the result we're looking for. Mm. We're going to hear from head coach Jay Sadler in just a few moments' time. But first, uh, Captain Hannah Horton. I've been speaking to her earlier this week. And I first asked about how much she's looking forward to leading the team out as captain in a South Coast derby. Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. There's... Like when you play in big games of football, it's what you play for, and there's no bigger occasion than than a local rivalry, the FA Cup. There's going to be lots of fans there, and I'm really looking forward to it. Always proud to lead the team out, and yeah, full focus on Sunday, and really looking forward to it. And the magnitude of the game cannot be underestimated. So much on the line in the way of you know not just securing a win, but progression to round four of the FA Cup, as well as bragging rights too. What's the mood been like amongst the team in the preparation for this one? The mood amongst the team and in prep has been fully focused. It's been buzzy. Like, we can't deny it. We are the underdogs going into this. I think they're third in championship, so tier two. We're tier three, albeit top of the league. Um, there's no pressure on us whatsoever, but the feeling amongst all the girls, all the coaching staff is that we're going into this game ready to win. So we're going to do everything that we can to prepare for that. All aspects, technical, tactical, and like I said, full focus on it. We're buzzed about it. We've got nothing to lose and we can't wait for the game on Sunday. Yeah, and you mentioned there, Southampton. Now, they're a championship outfit, so we'll perhaps be expected, on paper at least, to win this tie. Does that kind of expectation weighted on the opponent rather than yourselves give you the, the freedom to be able to go out there and enjoy the occasion a bit more? Or is the expectation, because this is a derby, just as much on Pompey? Yeah, look, we are the underdogs. Like, we're the tier below, so there's absolutely no pressure on us. The only pressure that we'll face is the pressure that we put on ourselves. And obviously, we want to make sure that the fans are happy with us. We want to make sure that our performances are good, and that's something that we can only control amongst ourselves. But yeah, like I said, like, absolutely fantastic occasion. There's no pressure on us at all. We can go in there with the freedom of our football and play our stuff, and you never know. Really looking forward to it. Hope we get a win, and that's what we're focusing on. And looking into the background of the fixture, it was two years ago at the same stage of the competition where Pompey took the lead over Southampton in the FA Cup third round through Sherelle Cassell before they turned things around and secured victory in extra time. There'll be a couple of the girls still in the team now that would have been involved in that game. So do you think there'll be that slight element of wanting to exact revenge? 
Oh, absolutely. And I keep going back to the rivalry and that's motivation in itself. But the last, I think it's the last three times that we've played them home and away in the league. And like you said, in the FA Cup a couple of years ago, we haven't managed to beat them. And I feel like with our preparation this year, our team, our cohort of girls, the coaching staff and all the hard work that gets put into it, I I truly believe that we have a good shot of beating them this time. And I I really hope we do so. Like you said, like a bit of revenge on it. It was 2-1 in extra time. I, I remember it like exactly and it was a few days before we then played them at Fratton Park as well and we conceded a late goal there and hopefully we can turn things around this time and this time we get the win on our home pitch in front of our fans and finally I bet you're just looking forward to being back at Wesley Park after so many cup draws have given your side away ties oh no I know it's crazy isn't it I think this is I think we worked it out the other week. I think this will be our third home game in about 14 matches, which is just bonkers really, isn't it? But no, I'm really looking forward to it. Like I said, our fans, they're our 12th player. They're one of a kind, the ones that we get. We can always hear them. And as much as we still get them away, there's there's something special about being at Wesley Park and seeing the fans that we usually get. And I know there's going to be more there this weekend and hopefully we can hear them loud and clear and cheering us on. Captain and goalkeeper Hannah Horton speaking with myself earlier this week in uh, in looking ahead to Sunday South Coast Derby. Eric, uh, we mentioned earlier the incredible statistics from this side and the, the, the lack of goals they've conceded this season. Hannah Horton, despite her quality, has been quiet <laughs> in, in between <laughs> the sticks. Um, we expect or we anticipate, given, of course, the, the divisional gap between the two sides, but yes, Southampton will be expected to win the tie on paper. Um, do you think that, that weight of expectation on the opponent as opposed to Pompey, just in regards to the, the where they are in the table or their respective tables, do you think that will benefit Jay Sadler's side more than anything to, just to go into this game with maybe a little bit more freedom? Yes, I, I suppose a lot of people say, well, it's a free hit. Mm. Um, yeah, we've got a free hit here. Um, but uh, we, to be honest with you, we don't see it like that. I, you know, I, I know our team, what they are about and what they give and, mm. and, and how they perform. And you've only got to look at the, the season so far, Jake. They are, they dig in, they fight, they, they, they don't give up. No. Um, and, and they're, they're so exciting going forward I mean look at the goals they've scored this season yeah. I mean some of them have been phenomenal goals and and they're so what gets me is they're, they're so critical of themselves you know we, we come off having won by goodness knows how many goals and they're talking about the goals that we missed <laughs> rather than the, you know the, and you think blimey you've just won by by, by so many goals mm. uh, and it, it it's a ridiculous situation and, and I'm sure everybody that's gone along to Abbott Mortleville to watch us play this season has been really amazed at some of the quality and some of the players that we've got at this football club now you know we've attracted a tremendous squad that you know we 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 can interchange players hardly, you know, seamlessly. Really, um, yes, you know, I, I know everybody talks about like Sophie Quirk and uh, you know Beth Lumsden and Emma Jones, you know, the three forwards. But behind that, you've got so many good players mm. that will, will one chip in with goals, and two uh, will will supply, you know. With the, give those assists that are so important, you know, going forward, and they'll 
battle at the back. I mean, Hannah's let in, I think it's two goals in the league this season. Yeah. We've had more discussion about those two goals that went <laughs> in than, than anything else. It, we do not yeah. like conceding goals. No. You know, it doesn't matter if you're 7-0 up or 8-0 up. I remember the Fulham game, the 9-1, there was more discussion about the one <laughs> goal we let in than there was about the nine we scored. And that's what you... That's, yeah. that's what great. And it's the, it's the team that bring it up. It's not the manager, it's the team, the players themselves. They are the ones that get stuck in there, you know, on the day and afterwards... And they will discuss situations of where they could have done better. Mm. And that's what makes a great team. Yeah. And that's what um, you can clearly show that the, the, the bar and the standard that the team themselves are setting. If they're being so critical after, you know, what has been a phenomenal start to the season. So Pompey women taking on Southampton on Sunday afternoon. They met at this stage of the competition two years ago, the 12th of December 2021. FA Cup action as well. It was a 2-1 defeat for Pompey. Sherelle Cassell opened the scoring for the Blue on the 31st minute but in the second half Lucia Kendall equalised for Southampton uh, to force extra time where Caitlin Morris unfortunately grabbed the winner so a bit of revenge hopefully for Jay Sadler's side on Sunday afternoon it's a 2 o'clock kickoff at Wesley Park you can book your tickets online to avoid any delays on the day um, over at the Pompey e-ticketing website uh, you can book your tickets online up until midday. If you're a season ticket holder of either the Pompey men, the women or Haven to Waterlooville, adult tickets will be priced at £6, children £2 and seniors for £4. And if you're not a season ticket holder of any of those sides, then adults will be £8, children £3 and seniors £5. Eric Colborn, it's time to let you go. I know you've got to head off to training now. Thank you very much for coming on to the Football Hour tonight and I'm sure we all look forward to seeing you on Sunday afternoon. My pleasure, Jake. Look forward to seeing everybody there. Bring all your friends. Let's make it a day to remember. Mm. Let's make it a bear pit. <laughs> a day to remember a bear pit. And, and let's just make certain that, you know, we give everything because I know the team will give everything. Time now to hear from head coach Jay Sadler. He's another person I've been speaking to ahead of Sunday's big clash at Wesley Park. Jay, a big game coming up this weekend. Not only are your side in FA Cup third round action, but they're also set to contest in a South Coast derby. Southampton are the visitors to Wesley Park on Sunday. What's the mood and the atmosphere like around the camp at the moment? I'd say there's a, a real excitement around the group, um, an excitement for the occasion. It's going to be a fantastic occasion. We're hopefully going to be welcoming a lot of home supporters down to Wesley Park. We obviously welcome being back at Wesley Park. Long overdue with the amount of weeks we've spent on the road, this being our, our second home game in about nine weeks. But in regards to the game itself, um, there's a real focus um, around the group, a real determination and desire um, to attack the game with a positive attitude. Um, we understand the challenges that lie ahead, but this group have a real belief um, about them and, and there's a lot of quality and we want to go and put on a performance that'll excite the fans and that'll make them proud. And whilst there's obvious excitement around the tie, is it important from a mental standpoint for your players and staff to maybe park those feelings and prepare just like they would for any other match? Or is it actually key in your view to go into this game with those emotions intact, you know, give them the opposition and give them what it would mean to everyone involved to beat them? Well, there's the old saying of play the game and not the occasion. And I've, I've kind of gone against the grain. I want the staff and the players to play the occasion. I want them to enjoy this occasion. It doesn't come around often. Um, it's going to be a fiercely contested game. There's obviously a lot of media hype leading up into the game. There's there's a lot more exposure and a lot of eyes on the fixture. And there's going to be a lot of fans. And, and with that comes an added pressure. 
And these players have got to understand that's a privilege. And I want them to feel the emotion. I want them to, to feel what the fans feel because this game means more um, to these supporters, to the city, the wider community than the most. It's a South Coast derby. Um, let's not beat around the bush. These are, are two big rivals, two cities that want to get the bragging rights. But to do that, obviously you have to keep your cool when the whistle goes. And, and we'll do that. We've We've got a game plan. We believe we've got the right tools to execute that game plan. And on the day, obviously, um, we've got to deliver. And, and I believe that these players will do so. And as head coach, take us into your own preparations for this game. Have you had to make any amendments to your usual routine, given the magnitude of the tie? No, nothing Nothing really changes in regards to my own preparation. Obviously, there's an added um, excitement around the game, understanding that the occasion, as I said earlier, there's going to be a lot more supporters in the ground. There's going to be new fans that we want to obviously entertain and excite. But also, the media um, increases, the exposure of the game increases, so therefore I'm having to do more interviews um, and, and try and give the, the game and the women's game more, more exposure, which is obviously fantastic. But in regards to our prep, Nothing changes. Um, our workflow is, is productive and, and as efficient as always. And we gain an understanding of the opposition. We'll, we'll create our game plan and then um, we're diligent as, as always. And, and, and we go into every session, the understanding of, of what it is we want to do, how we want to execute um, certain aspects of our, our game plan. And we go into that game fully prepared as we would any game. What kind of test do you expect your side to face on the pitch, with Southampton being a side occupying a place one division higher in the Championship? Is the weight of expectation mostly on them to get the win? Yeah, we're, we're under no illusion to the test that we face. They're a good side. Um, they've obviously evolved quite quickly over the years, progressed through the leagues um, rapidly. And now they're a professional outfit with some fantastic players, players with international pedigree and, and collectively they, they have a real strong identity um, in how they want to play. And they're obviously competing at the top end of the championship with with aspirations of, of going to the Super League. So we know that they're going to be a strong outfit no matter what players that they put out on that pitch. As I said before, they've got pedigree. And that'll be a real challenge for us, but it's a challenge that this group will, will strive. Um, this group want to test themselves against the best. So um, we are expecting a team that will move the ball quick. Obviously, the amount of contact time they, they have on pitch, they'll obviously have speed of play, speed of movement. They'll be smart, they'll be adaptable, um, and they'll be focused and ready. That They'll understand the importance of this game too. So you're going to have two sides that are going to lock horns, that are both going to be going for the win and that both probably believe they can win so it's going to be a fascinating tie and, and one I'm really looking forward to. I believe you're expecting a boost in the way of players returning from suspension and injury this weekend too. Can you tell us a little bit more about those we can expect to see back available for selection for this game? We've been dealt a, a real good boost this week. Um, Lita Rutherford comes back from her suspension. Um, she obviously knows Southampton well. Likewise, Beth and Georgie, who have previously played um, at first team level for Southampton. So having Lita's experience and pedigree back um, in and around the squad competing for a place is, is obviously going to be fantastic. And in regards to injury front, um, we're really happy with how Annie Rolf's doing and, and we're hopeful that she'll be able to make it onto the bench and in the squad um, in the FA Cup. It, um, the, the size of the squad increases. You can have nine subs on there. So not only have we got players coming back in and, and competing back from injury, and we've also got a number of our, our youngsters in our 23s that are competing for a place too. So yeah, no, on, we're, on injury front, we're looking good. Um, on the squad availability, we're looking strong. Um, and now it's just a case of um, selecting what we believe will be the the right 11 to execute the game plan on the day. Head coach Jay Sadler speaking ahead of Sunday's 
South Coast Derby at Wesley Park. Let's now hear the thoughts of fan Ian Chiverton, who also runs the Pompey Women Vlogs over on YouTube. Other than playing a WSL opponent, it's pretty much as big as it gets. South Coast Derby, we haven't played them a huge amount in recent years. Uh, had a couple of cup games against them, but I think, you know, they've had huge investment into their women's team and you know they've raced through the divisions in recent years and they've ended up in the division above us but I think this time playing them is a real unique situation because we've gone semi-professional we're absolutely flying in our division they're doing well in theirs so you know it's all building up to an absolutely cracking game the aim at the start of the season was to get through to the next round and draw a WSL side. Um, but, you know, we're a South Coast derby, to be honest, is could pretty much be tagged as as big as a playing a WSL side anyway. So, you know, now it's here. You can't control the draw. You've just got to get on with it. And I think, you know, with our team doing so well, I mean, we've only conceded like five goals all season, scored 79. The team are absolutely flying. I think it's a really put the South Coast Derby aside, it's actually a really good opportunity to test ourselves against a fully professional outfit who are could could well be in the WSL the following season. So it's a really good opportunity for the players to test themselves. I think the team might back themselves a bit more. Um, when we came up against them in previous years, they were they had the tag of semi-pro, but they were basically a professional outfit even when they were in tier three. You know, we weren't even paying our players at that point. So... You know, a lot has moved on both to we've probably moved on. We've developed further than they have, if that makes sense. So they've gone fully pro now, but we've gone semi-pro. And the, our jump has been perhaps a little bit bigger than theirs in the last two years. So, yeah, I think the the mentality of the players is is just so professional this season. And I don't think a lot of the players who have joined our team since we've started playing players, I don't think they're going to be phased at all by by the game on Sunday. I think they're going to really bat themselves. And Wesley Park, with you know well over a 1,000 Pompey fans there, Southampton players are used to playing in big stadiums, and you know they're going to have Pompey fans within four foot of them on the touchline. And you know that that is a massive, massive advantage for Pompey. That atmosphere is going to be amazing come kickoff on Sunday, and who knows? Like I said, the the fact this at Wesley is a, for me almost completely levels the game. Um, I think it's going to be a very even contest, and yeah, it's one not to be missed. And a big thank you not only to Ian Chiverton there, but also Eric Colborn, Jay Sadler, and Hal Horton for providing their pre-match thoughts ahead of Sunday's uh, FA Cup third round clash with Southampton at Wesley. Park is a two o'clock kickoff. You can buy your tickets online up until midday, and I do believe that over uh, 1,000 tickets have now been sold for that fixture. So, very much looking forward to that one. Pompey Live will bring you coverage of that game from 1 pm with Robbie James, Henry Deacon, Molly Small, and James Wilson uh, providing the commentary and the build up live from Wesley Park. Right after the break, we're going to bring Barney back into the conversation as we fast forward our look ahead to Monday's top-of-the-table clash between Pompey's men and Bolton Wanderers at Fratton Park. John Massino will be on the show to speak about why the game is set to be such a spectacle. I think there's going to be added tension on Monday night because it's first versus second. Uh, last year, two sides that met, Bolton were, were a good side, but we, you know, we were sort of mid-table, and both sides, I think, have improved since then as well. So I think, yeah, there's plenty to look forward to. We'll get the full pre-match thoughts of the gaffer as well as more detail on the opposition as we move on to preview Monday's mouth-watering top-of-the-table clash between Pompey and Bolton when the Football Hour returns after the break. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. 
Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a Night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Good evening and welcome along for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM. We're following us right after the 7 o'clock news. This is Steve Randall bringing you another fantastic helping of school days. Still to come before then, myself and Barney take you through a preview of Pompey's top of the table clash with Bolton with head coach John Massini on hand to provide his pre-match thoughts too. More on Bolton first though. Kirsty Roxanne has been digging a bit deeper into the key names and numbers and all you need to know about the Trotters ahead of Monday's encounter at PO4. After picking up back-to-back wins on the road, the Blues have returned to the top of the League One table. Next up, they face the side they leapfrogged, Bolton Wanderers. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. It's first v second at Fratton Park for a match that has been selected for TV coverage. A win for Pompey would see them go six points clear of their opponents, who themselves would go top should they secure victory. Let's take a closer look at the Trotters. Manager. Ian Everett is at the helm for Bolton. The 42-year-old started his career as a central midfielder, but was later converted to a central defender. Following the departure of Jack Lester, Everett began his managerial career and was appointed caretaker manager of Chesterfield the remainder of the season in 2018, which ended in the club's relegation to the National League. At the end of June 2018, he was appointed as a new manager of National League side Barrow. Everett officially retired from playing after he came on as a forward late in a friendly match against former club Blackpool in July 2019. This appearance was encouraged by Barrow's social media manager, who announced that if their tweet got 1,000 retweets, Everett would come on for the last few minutes. In his second season in charge, he guided Barrow back to the Football League for the first time in 48 years. Everett was appointed Bolton's head coach in July 2020 and lost his first four competitive matches in charge, the first time this had happened to a Bolton manager or head coach. After the departure of director of football Tobias Phoenix, Everett's role changed from head coach to manager. Bolton finished the season in third place and secured automatic promotion back to League One at the first time of asking. In May 2021, Everett signed a new three-year contract with the club and in Bolton's first season back in the third tier, Everett led them to ninth place finish with 73 points. His third season in charge saw Bolton qualify for the playoffs. However, they were defeated by Barnsley at the semi-final stage. After four wins in October, Everett was named League One Manager of the Month. One to watch. 25-year-old winger Carlos Mendes Gomes is once again our one to watch. Mendes Gomes has proven to be a tricky player to contain when facing against Pompey, following previous meetings with the Blues whilst representing Morecambe and Fleetwood Town. The Senegalese-born attacker played for Luton Town in between those spells with two aforementioned Lancaster-based clubs, though never featured against the Blues whilst with the Hatters. Despite being born in Senegal and having grown through youth football with Lanzarote, Hetafe and Atletico Madrid, Mendes Gomes has chosen to represent Guinea-Bissau on the international stage. Our focus would have been on former Southampton winger Dan and Lindelou, however he has been ruled out with a damaged hamstring apparently. Top scorer. Much like Pompey, Bolton's current top goalscorer is a striker who once piled their trade for Accrington Stanley. 28-year-old Dion Charles signed for the Trotters in January 2022 for an undisclosed, however reported fee, 
of around 320,000. The Preston-born forward has 11 league goals to his name so far this season, the same amount as Clubby Bishop. Charles will be the Trotters player repping the number 10 shirt. Current form. The Trotters currently sit second in the League One table, three points behind the Blues, however they have a game in hand and a plus three goal difference. Their last five games have returned one draw and four victories. Their largest victory was against Exeter City, where they won by an incredible seven goals to nil. Their recent draw was a crucial game against current third place occupiers, Oxford United. Ian Everts' side are currently still in the running for EFL Trophy after a 2-0 victory against Port Vale. They also got through to the second round of the FA Cup following a 5-1 victory against League 2 side Harrogate Town. Bolton are unbeaten in their last 10 outings across all competitions, winning nine and drawing the other. Who will prevail in this top-of-the-table clash? Can the Blues extend their lead at the summit or will Bolton reclaim first place? All of the invisible action on Pompey Live. Kirsty Roxanne providing us a closer look into Ian Everts' Bolton Wanderers. Uh, Barney alongside us tonight to look ahead to that one. Ugh, Barney, it goes without saying, doesn't it? Huge game at Fratton Park on Monday. Uh, it's, it's enormous. I mean, Sky Sports must be rubbing their hands together that they've picked this game. I believe Bolton were fourth when they picked this. But the fact that this ended up being top versus second is just, yeah, it's... The sort of headlines write themselves. Mm, do indeed. Um, Pompey at the moment, Barney, three points clear of Bolton following their win at Northampton um, a week tomorrow ago. Um, Bolton do have a, a, a free better goal difference from Pompey, helped a lot by that 7 0 win over Exeter almost a fortnight ago. But a win on Monday night for John Messino's side, if it happens, would see the Blues six points clear of Bolton albeit them having a game in hand and there's a question I posed to Eric earlier whilst it's still very early on in the season as a supporter do you feel that a win over Bolton Wanderers considering how good they are and the quality within their side at any stage of the campaign will pretty much set you up for promotion yeah I think it's, it's it will be the biggest statement we can make to the league um, we've come out of a lot of other games unscathed mm-hmm. maybe only with draws against like your Charlton's and so that we nervously went into <laughs> um if we if we can come away with those points, yeah, I think it's it's the biggest statement we can make to to show that we are really serious about pushing on this year and finally getting out of League One. Dave Byrne on my email says, So Jake, the line-up for Monday's match, do you think we are looking at the following? Basically, Morel in for Sadie, with Robertson playing five yards further forward, supporting Yengi. Uh, Dave's gone for Norris in goal, Rafferty, Raggett, Shocknessy and Sparks, with Pack and Morel, Robertson just further forward, Paddy Lane and Abby Kamara on the wings, with Cassini Yengi up top. And Dave continues by saying no sign of Conor Ogilvy being close enough for consideration, so it's difficult to look beyond this lineup, barring any training disasters, of course. Win, lose or draw, this match alone will not define our season, but victory will make a great early Christmas present for the fans. Uh, by the way, who takes penalties? Great question, Dave. I haven't got a clue. You'd assume maybe Cassini Yangi? Not too sure. Right, we're going to get through the final thoughts of Barney as well as his score prediction in just a moment, but not before we catch up with Blues head coach John Messinio, who's been speaking to George Wedlake ahead of Monday's visit at Bolton's Fratton Park and began by reflecting on the last two matches and having provided the perfect response to the Blackpool defeat. Pompey's last home fixture. Yeah, really hoping for a bounce back after that afternoon. It was a tough afternoon and it was it was very different having not lost um, for, for that long and, and just trying to figure out how we're going to react and um, and do that against a couple of decent sides away from home. That was a, a real test, I thought. So really, really pleased, obviously, with first of all the two results. I thought we were very professional against Burton and then I thought the performance against Northampton was excellent. So overall, a really, really positive week off the back of what happened uh, against Blackpool. Yeah, and going into potentially one of the toughest games of the season, one of the biggest tests, that's exactly what you want to see 
from your side, isn't it? Yeah, going into it in, in good form, and obviously Bolton are in terrific form as well. And that's you know, that's that's what I think everybody wants to to see two two sides at the, at the top of the league um, sort of battling it out. And yeah, I think it's uh, it's a very exciting game to play in. Um, you know, there should be some really good football on display as well. And uh, yeah, it's one that I'm sure everyone's looking forward to. And there have been some notable absences from the side in the past couple of games, but the team, they haven't let it get to them at all. Um, morale's back for selection. I mean, has this given you something difficult to think about going into the game? Yeah, definitely. Joe was one of the, uh, well, I think he's one of our best performers this season, uh, regardless, and, and certainly prior to the Charlton game. Um, he'd been he'd been excellent, I thought, and probably playing the best football I think I'd seen him play you know, maybe in his career. Uh, so, yeah, with, with Joe back and available, it's, it's going to be a really interesting sort of selection headache because um, with Marlon and Alex Robertson playing so well as in there in there too, I mean, Alex has been outstanding for uh, the last three games at least. Marlon slotted back in from his injury um, like he hasn't missed a minute. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's a tough selection dilemma, but I think it's one that we all want to have. The more of those type of decisions we have to make, I think the, the better place we are as a squad. Yeah, other notable absences recently, Bishop... What's the likelihood of seeing him feature on Monday? Uh, no, I mean, he won't feature on Monday. He's, it's going to be a three to four weeker for him. So, um, yeah, that's, that's one of those things we were actually quite pleased with because we didn't know if it would be a bit longer. Uh, given the performances up top recently, anyway, the amount of goals we've been seeing, there's no time to panic for the team, is there really? No, we, we try not to panic anyway. It's the reason we've built the squad uh, the way that we've built it. We've got January around the corner if we need any reinforcements and we'll take stock of where we are as a squad. We'll take stock of um, you know, where we are with injuries, with dips in form, all of these sort of things. And we, you know, a lot will change between now and January as well, so we have to make sure that we, we stay flexible. But the squad, as we've tried to build it at the moment, we've been really pleased with, considering we have had injuries that we've had to deal with. But uh, you know, that's the whole point of, of having two players in almost every position and making sure that we've got cover in all areas and, and decent enough cover as well. Uh, Bolton last season at Fratton Park was one of the highlights for many, many Pompey fans. I mean, do you remember it well that evening? Yeah, I remember it really fondly. Obviously, winning the game was, was massive for us and coming back from a goal down, scoring three relatively late goals you know, at the Fratton end made it all very special. Those, um, the games under the lights at Fratton are always great. I think there's going to be added tension on Monday night because it's first versus second. Uh, last year, um, two sides that met. Bolton were, were a good side, but we were, you know, we were sort of mid-table and both sides, I think, have improved since then as well. So I think, yeah, there's plenty to look forward to and, and certainly having that game in the memory is, is, is a lovely thing, but it's going to be completely different on Monday. Uh, the words title race in December, you know, it might be pushing it too far, but how big do you see this game in the initial run-up to the end of the season? It is a, it is a big game. There's no point hiding behind that because of the fact that we're, we're playing a second in the league, but, but also it's just worth three points. Uh, that, that's all it is. It's, it's worth three and we've got plenty more games to come and we're not even halfway through yet. So, yeah, we, we're certainly not no, looking at anything like that at this stage of the season. No one's ever won anything this early and, yeah, we've got to make sure that we, we keep our heads down regardless of the result and, and we're positive going into next weekend and that's the only thing we can do and where do you see Bolton's biggest threats lying I, I mean uh, it's, it's impossible really to um, to narrow it down to, to one or two they've got a really really good forward line five centre forwards in the building that um, are all well capable at this level um, very good midfielders as well and again they've got strength in depth in terms of what they do in the middle of the park and um, you know that's that's sort of going back through the entire squad they, they really do have a lot of strength in depth some excellent players really well coached and yeah they've got a lot of threat from all over the pitch 
Yeah, you can hear that interview again on Monday night's coverage, during which we'll also hear from defender Sean Raggett, who also spoke to George Wedlake uh, this afternoon about the difficulties on being out of the starting eleven for so long, as well as his head goal against Northampton last weekend. So tune in on Monday from 7, and don't miss that one. I'll be alongside Robbie James and Lita Rutherford from 7pm on Monday evening for that one. It's an 8 o'clock kickoff at Fratton Park, and of course the match is being broadcast on Sky Sports TV as well. Bolton Wanderers heading into this clash in second position and three points behind the Blues Ian Everett has today been named as League One manager of month for November and uh, the Trotters go into this game off the back of an 11 game unbeaten record which has broken a nine and an 89-year record with their recent form. So, uh, yeah, quite a lot of factors heading into this one. Barney, one final thought from yourself. Joe Morrell back from suspension. Does he walk straight back into his team or has he got to earn his place? Uh, got to earn his place. For me, I keep it exactly the same as Northampton, almost the exact same 11. They were so good. Yeah, I don't change it. And a score prediction, if you wouldn't mind? It's going to be goals galore. Um, 3-2 Pompey for me, I'm going for. 3-2 Pompey. Barney, thank you very, very much once again for your contributions this evening. Uh, appreciated as always. Hopefully, it'll be 4-0 running over. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? That would be lovely. I'll just cast my mind back to that Sunderland game in that horrible weather a couple of years ago. Who would have thought that would come in? You never know. Pompey and the quality they've got on this side this season. Could they be the team to beat this campaign? John Massino's side, of course, have only lost one match in the league so far during 2023-2024. They take on Bolton Wanderers on Monday night for a top-of-the-table clash at Fratton Park. And as I mentioned, myself, Robbie James and Leeton Rutherford will be on hand to provide full coverage of that one from 7pm. Uh, Barney, it's been great to have you. Thank you very much. Have a fantastic weekend and we'll catch up with you again soon, I'm sure. Thanks again, as always. And uh, you can catch Pompey Live for the next instalment of the show this Sunday for a special Pompey Women's edition of the show. That will be broadcast live from Wesley Park from 1pm for the visit of Southampton in the FA Cup third round. Robbie James, Henry Deacon, alongside Molly Small and James Wilson. For full pre-match build-up, half-time analysis and post-match reaction as well, as well as, of course, live kick-by-kick commentary throughout as well. The footballer will not be back until next Friday. That is, of course, because Pompey are playing on Monday. So I'll be back in a week's time for the next instalment of this show. Until then, Blues fans, thanks for tuning in. Have a great weekend and play up Pompey.